How Marketing Unconsciously Manipulates Us. You're listening to Psychology in 10 Minutes. I'm David B. Feldman. We live in a society where money makes the world go round. If we're fortunate enough to have a consistent job, we spend an average of 90,000 hours during our lifetimes earning money, and we use the rest of our time spending it. Nearly everything we do requires money, including paying the rent and putting food on our tables. According to a 2018 study, however, the average American spends $5,400 per year on impulse purchases. Much of that goes towards food items we don't really need. Think ice cream or dill pickle-flavored potato chips. But a large portion of people also make impulse buys in the categories of fashion and household items. Stack this statistic against the fact that total credit card debt in the country has climbed to just short of $1 trillion, meaning the average person owes credit card companies around $6,000, and it begs an important question. Why do we buy? what we buy. We buy many things out of necessity, of course, but too often we also make buying decisions for less rational or necessary reasons. Marketing and advertising are psychologically advanced industries with the goal of influencing us to spend money, often outside of our awareness. For instance, we may think we're choosing a particular food from the grocery shelf because it tastes the best, but the reality may be a bit more complicated. One study involved a blind taste test of pâtés. Participants were invited to taste five pâtés, which had been plated in appetizing ways with a parsley garnish. The catch? One of the samples was actually dog food, ground to a fine paste in a food processor to disguise its texture. After tasting all five samples, participants were asked to guess which one was actually the dog food. The results were startling. Their guesses were no better than random chance. Similar results were found in a 2001 study by researchers in the Department of Enology, also known as Wine Science, at the University of Bordeaux, France. The participants, who were students in training to become sommeliers, were served red and white wines and asked to describe their flavor. Tellingly, when red dye was added to the white wine, the students often didn't realize anything was amiss, and they used words typically reserved only for red wines to describe the flavor. In their book, Blindsight, The Mostly Hidden Ways Marketing Reshapes Our Brains, Matt Johnson and Prince Guman summarize this well. Quote, At the most basic level, marketing tweaks the consumer's experience of one sense through the use of others. Restaurants curating not only our meal, but the music, the decor, and more. At a deeper level, it alters the consumer's belief about what's being consumed. Dog food only tastes palatable when you believe it may be pâté. And finally, in the most extreme cases, it ingrains these perception-altering beliefs so deeply that a brand literally etches itself into the architecture of our brains. Unquote. In other words, we like what we like partly because of the quality of the product, but in a very large way, also because of the marketing, packaging, and branding that surround it. Speaking of packaging and branding, most of us are familiar with the famous Pepsi Challenge taste test. 
Even though Coke consistently outsells Pepsi, when people don't know which product they're drinking, most people prefer the taste of Pepsi. But they choose Coke because of the lure of the brand. That's why, despite almost universal brand recognition, Coca-Cola still spends billions of dollars a year on advertisement. None of this is necessarily bad. Packaging and branding are often part of the joy of consuming a product. There's something pleasurable about unwrapping the luxurious packaging of a new iPhone and noticing the embossed Apple logo. Nonetheless, many of us might prefer to be influenced a little less easily by such marketing strategies. For this reason, in their book, Johnson and Gooman offer tips for how we can take some of our power back. They suggest that by realizing the sway marketing can exert over us, we can make wiser and more deliberate choices. Their simplest, yet perhaps most powerful suggestions for how to do this all involve shopping in a more conscious way. In particular, they exhort, don't shop while you're emotional, distracted, or hungry. As strange as this may sound, there's solid science on the reason why. Our brains only have a certain amount of processing power. When a portion of our mental resources is being occupied by distractions or strong emotions, we simply have less brain power left to make good buying choices. Likewise, when we're shopping for food or any other product, when we haven't had a meal in a while, our brains don't have the energy to make the best decisions possible. That means we're more susceptible to making impulse purchases. As humble as these suggestions may sound, they often work. And I'll just speak for myself. As I venture out into the world more often, after having received my COVID vaccinations, and find myself once again strolling through the all-too-tempting aisles of my local mall, their strategies I'm going to keep in mind. And that was Psychology in 10 Minutes. If you enjoyed this episode, we would humbly ask you to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of our postings. And we would sure love it if you could give us a quick review on iTunes or through your favorite podcasting app. And of course, thanks for listening.